Hello, owners, founders, executives, everywhere. You are listening to IBGR Network, now known as International Business Growth Radio Network. We are your profit radio. I'm Wendy Dickinson, your host for today's show, Catalytic Conversations, and I'm a business coach who works with owner-founders at that intersection of life and business. Hey guys, I really want to encourage you to join the IBGR Entrepreneurs Community Network. It's located in our app on ibgr.network, or you can go directly to ibgr.community. Once you're on the inside, you'll be in your community of commerce, where you can connect with other entrepreneurs and interact with on-air talent. I encourage you to join the ibgr.community where you can network with entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs. Come grow with us. And if you download the app, it's like having a business solution in the palm of your hand. Download the mobile app and have solutions to your business issues on demand. We are your business app of choice. Learn more at ibgr.app. Guys, this is episode four in season four in Catalytic Conversations. And today we're going to talk about an issue that is so elusive and it escapes many of you who are so busy down in the trenches that you lose sight of something that is commonly known as culture. But what is that? What makes up culture? Well, you have are in for a real treat today because I have Dan Dominguez, who is with the Y Institute. And after talking with Dan, I think you'll find that knowing your why, knowing your employees why, and having the ability to align your why and your employees why with the company's value proposition is huge. It's so essential to profitability, expanding capacity and capabilities, and creating a place where people want to work, they want to show up. So welcome, Dan. I'm so glad you're with us today. I am so excited to be with you, Wendy. Thank you for having me. It is my pleasure. And, you know, Dan, this was one of those funny the ways that we get connected now in this, this era of COVID. We happened to meet online on through LinkedIn. And I was immediately intrigued because the Y Institute, and you know what it made me think of, right? Absolutely. It made you think of what everybody thinks of, that famous TED Talk from 11 years ago that Simon gave all of us and told us about the importance of why. Yeah, I have to say, Simon Sinek, that talk, I've watched it a number of times, have recommended it to my clients to watch. And, you know, Dan, I think culture in any organization can be so difficult to define as well as communicate. And the issue of defining and explaining culture in a family business is even more complex. And when I think about Simon Sinek's talk about why, I realize that so often, and and as I mentioned to you in a previous conversation, this month we're focusing on family business. And, And so in a family, it's so easy just to skip over why somebody might be in the family business, right? because you're in the family. So of course that's your why. Right. And we have to understand 
the why of individuals is not always the why of the company, but that doesn't mean that that individual cannot contribute to the mission of the company as long as we understand what their why is so that we can take advantage of those talents. Yeah, absolutely. That is so true. And and it's really one of those um, tasks that I suggest that our our listeners add to their to-do list. So Dan, why don't you tell us a little bit about how the Y Institute got started, where it came from, all that sort of thing. Absolutely. So as I mentioned, we all listened to that same TED Talk 11 years ago, and Simon told us that we needed to know our why. So unlike the rest of us, our founder and CEO, Gary Sanchez, he picked up the phone and called Simon and said, Simon, I loved your TED Talk. Can you help me find my why? And Simon very honestly said, well, Gary, I don't know how to do that, but let's work on it together. And they spent eight months together. Gary worked with him and they figured out at the end of eight months that Gary's why was to find a better way and share it with the world. That's what he does. He's always looking for better ways to do things. That's what drives him. And he wakes up in the morning, whether it's the line at the women's restroom or the rocket fuel that fuels the space shuttle, he's always thinking, I bet there's a better way we can do that. Well, immediately after spending those eight months with Simon, He thought there's got to be a better way to discover a person's why than to spend eight months back and forth with the guru himself. So he dedicated the next two years of his life to interviewing everyone he met. Wendy, if you were sitting next to him on a plane, he was going to find out your why. If you were standing next to him in the grocery store, he was going to ask you about your why. And he took that two years worth of information, compiled it. He saw the questions and he put them all together into a questionnaire. Now you experienced our why discovery. There are a possible 1500 question combinations that he came up with during those two years of, uh, of research, but he put it into an app, into a program where when you went through it, you only answered about 10 to 12 questions that really narrowed down your why And then when we talked about your results, you said, yeah, that's me. And by the way, you have his why is to find a better way and share it with the world. So when we talked about your life and you had plenty of examples of ways that you found ways to make things better all along. So we share this with the world because it's such a simple assessment Mm -hmm. and people do it in five minutes. And then we can have a very full conversation about what it is that lights you up. For Wendy, it's finding better ways to do things. She's got energy for that. For people with my why, which is to contribute to the success of others, when I'm helping people, I light up. And so we have nine whys and every why is a gift. So we want people to know what their why is so they can then live their gift. Okay, Dan, I'm curious. Do you know what Simon Sinek's why is? You know, I don't know off the top of my head, but he is someone who, as Gary worked with him, wants to always find a better way. And so if we were to take his assessment now, his team and himself, they all went through the wide discovery. Because, oh, cool. Yeah. So when Gary went back after he discovered how to discover your why, he went back to Simon and they spent time together and put everybody through it. So I'm going to ask you to hold me accountable and I'm going to get back to you with Simon's why because I know we know it. That's but I would awesome. bet it's a better way. It sounds like it possibly could be. That that sounds like a very strong possibility. Well, I really feel like 
um, this tool could be so useful and it's so accessible um, to family businesses, but also to sole proprietorships, to really any size business. Wouldn't you, would, is that your experience? You know, our website is www.yinstitute.com and it's open to anybody that wants to go there and discover their why. Now that is just the beginning. As you know, Wendy, if a company is interested in doing some work with us or with one of our coaches to discover their company why, we run workshops where we will sit down with an executive team and help them understand not just the why of everybody on their team, but their how and their what. Remember Simon talked about that golden circle, right? You start with why. So Wendy, your why is to find a better way. Well, how do you do that? Well, what we found when you and I spent some time together is how you go about doing that is by finding, by challenging the status quo, I believe. So you always look at things from a different perspective, but what people can count on you for is they're gonna to contribute to their success. So your why is to find a better way. How you go about doing that is by challenging the status quo and what you ultimately bring, what people can count on you for is that you're gonna to contribute to their success which is probably why you've been such a successful coach. You find better ways, you challenge people, you give them a different perspective, and then you contribute to their success. That's a great formula. That's a coach I want coaching me. And if we communicate that way, you probably have found when you communicate to people from your why, how, and what, you attract people. Remember the law of attraction? Yeah. Simon talked about it. You're going to attract people who believe what you believe. You're going to attract people that are looking for a better way that are looking for a different perspective and who want to contribute to the success of others. So, Dan, let me ask you, what can people expect if they go through the process of, of going through the assessment? What could they do with that information? Uh, great question, Wendy. You know, one of our mottos, and you'll see it on our website, is you're going to get some clarity. One of the things that I hear most often, I've done hundreds of why assessments with people either online or in person, when we describe their why to them. So for example, your why of better way, I say to Wendy, Wendy, in everything you do, are you always looking for a better way to do it? Are you the person that says, yeah, that's good, but I bet we can make it better. You're a continuous quality improvement person. And what I hear from people is they say, you know, I've always known that about myself, but you just helped me put words to it. Mm -hmm. And now I can communicate it to others. So our motto is to get clear. You get clarity on your why. You, you stand out because now you can stand out for that gift that you have. And now you can play bigger. You can move on and, and do bigger things. There are challenges and processes with every why. And I can tell you more about those. Oh, I look forward to it. I, because I really want to ask you when we come back after our break about the importance of knowing that and facilitating communication. Folks, we're going to take a quick two-minute break. And when we come back, we're going to speak to Dan some more. And we're going to talk about some of the problems that family businesses face. You've been listening to episode four in season four of Catalytic Conversations. I'm your host, Wendy Dickinson. And I want to encourage you to join one of the mentoring groups in the IBGR community. Join a mentoring group, have an opportunity to interact with other entrepreneurs and with on-air talent. We'll be back very shortly. Download that app, join the community, 
and we'll be right back. is our URL, and that's ibgr.network. We provide live and recorded shows 24 hours a day, seven days a week, on what an entrepreneur or small business consultant needs to grow their operation from zero to big. How big? Up to you. IBGR focuses on the 180 million English-speaking small business owners around the world in four major markets, North America, Australia, Oceania, the Indian subcontinent, and United Kingdom, Europe, and Africa. All of these six-hour cycles are delivered in six major themes, strategy, operations, sales, people, ownership, and consulting. The first four tracks, strategy, operations, sales, and people, are the day-to-day tactical issues all entrepreneurs face. The fifth track, ownership, takes the conversation to the next level. How can an owner working in the business make the transition to an executive of a multi-million dollar firm by working on it? Our last track, consulting, is for our brothers and sisters with the same mission as IBGR helping small business owners grow. I bet you didn't know that 57% of everybody on the planet is employed by a small business owner. Let's team up and help business owners increase generational wealth for themselves and their family. Do you know why your business is different? Why does it exist? And why do your customers care? If you're not sure, we can help. At Crispin Co., we work closely with you to get to know your business. Together, we'll build a strategy that communicates your brand message to the people who need to know it, your customers. Crispin Co. exists to challenge normal. We're a full service, creative, design, and media agency. We trade in innovative ideas, creative content, and strategic communication that gets maximum results and return on your marketing investment. Find us at crispand.co or on all the usual socials. Crisp and Co. Innovate. Create. Communicate. Nothing's good that uses bad. This is William Eastman, Managing Partner for GrowthWorks Media and Station Director for IBGR. One of my jobs is finding great on-air talent, consultants and business owners with presence and a story to tell. We're expanding our broadcast team to represent our four core time zones, North America, Australia, New Zealand, Singapore, and the Philippines, the India subcontinent, and the last of four, United Kingdom, Ireland, 
Europe and Africa. If you are a small business consultant or business owner and would like to audition for an on-air slot in our six-hour show cycle, contact the station director, and that is at programming at btr.network. We will respond to your email within one business day. Thanks for listening, and don't miss this great opportunity to put the world back to work and grow with us. Thanks. IBGR is our call sign as a radio station, but we are so much more than a radio station. We're a network. I'm your Catalytic Conversations host, Wendy Dickinson of Ascend Coaching Solutions, working with business owners at the intersection of life and business. This is episode number four in season four, and today I'm interviewing Dan Dominguez with the Y Institute, and we're talking about how why is connected to culture, especially the cultures of a family business. Dan, owners face so many demands, demands to switch their business models, to change things up, revise things. I mean, all of those things are challenging. How can why be part of the solution for people? Well, I think what's important is that you understand the whys of your team and of the people you're dealing with. We like to call it the platinum rule, Wendy. If you know the why of the people you're dealing with, you can talk to them in language that appeals to them. You know, the golden rule is all about treating people the way you would want to be treated. The platinum rule is talking to people the way they like to be talked to. Mm -hmm. So if you're talking to someone with the why of better way, Let's concentrate. Let's talk about the things that we're going to do together that are better than what you're already doing. If you're talking to someone with a why of challenge, let's talk about ways that what we're going to do is different. It's fun. How it challenges the status quo, because that is what's going to get that person's ears to perk up. Well, and what's interesting to me about what you just said is it, it shifts that perspective of the person, right? So you just mentioned a challenger. So in my experience, somebody who is a challenger and who acts and, and, and speaks from that place, that from that particular why, is often alienates the other people at the table. Not intentionally. I mean, they, right. especially at a family business, they hold those their family members in high regard. They love them, you know. However... Yes their role as and their why as a challenger is also to make it makes people uncomfortable right yes absolutely so as a challenger you you bring up a great point so both of my daughters have the why of challenge so i've dealt with one all the way through adulthood and now she's uh, an adult and married but i've got a nine-year-old that i'm working with now and i understand that no matter what we bring up she's always going to say dad why do we have to do it that way and why can't it be fun? Why can't we do it differently? 
as long as we get the same outcome, why can't I do it that way? So very important when we know a person's why that we put them in an in a place where they can live their why. So I'll tell you a story. We had a family business we worked with and we did the why of everybody on the team. And there was this one uh, second gen third generation person in the room and uh, she never wanted anything to do with the family business. She was an art major. She played music. She did a lot of drawing, very creative. When we did her why, we found out that she was a challenge. Oh, wow. So of course, the last thing she wanted to do was just follow along like everyone else and join the company business. And all of a sudden, all the eyes in the room lit up. And they said, ah, we get her now. We understand. And then what was really cool is they involved her on the creative side of the business. Let's talk about coming up with those ideas of how we advertise differently. How do we reach people differently? And all of a sudden, this person who had no interest in the family business was perked up herself because she said, hey, I can actually help. So she didn't become a full-time member of the team, but now she is working with them and they understand her and she understands them because the whole room did their whys. And they found, so this was an intergenerational company with the first and second and third generation. And what they found is once they knew their whys, they could communicate with each other and they understood what made the others tick. So once we went through that with them, this is one of those sessions I love conducting, Wendy, because we literally get hugs. People are like, oh, my gosh, you help me understand why my dad always does that. Right. Yeah. You know, Dan, I don't know if you've looked at it, but um, the last PricewaterhouseCooper family business survey came out in 2019. And who knows what 2020 did to this. But I right. will say that as of 2019, um, almost 60 percent of family businesses were considering selling the business. And, you know, I wonder how often, and one of the reasons I almost left out, one of the reasons was the next generation wasn't interested in the business. And I'm wondering how often people misinterpret, miscommunicate, disconnect from one another because they don't understand the why of the other person. That happens more often than, than you can uh, probably imagine, Wendy. Uh, I'll tell you, that same family. So we got a call from John. Uh, I'll tell you a story. She's, he says, Dan, I'm concerned. I'm concerned because we have worked for about 60 years to build this family business. And we don't think that the next generation understands what it took to build this business. They don't right. understand how hard our father worked to establish this business. And I don't know that we're going to be able to transition it to them and they're going to understand the value that we have. And, and, and frankly, we need help. Mm -hmm. And so we brought them all in. And, and like I said, it was great because we had two generations in the room, a bunch of folks in their fifties, forties, fifties, and sixties, and a bunch of folks in their twenties and thirties. And they, we thought, boy, there's such a gap here, but as we started exploring and we started exploring the whys of everybody around the room, there's those connections start getting made. You know, the 62 year old COO understands that the new, the new marketing person who's across the room has the same why and they think the same way and they realize that they've clicked on ideas before because they have similar whys or they understand, for example, let's, let's pick on another why, the why of contribute. People with the why of contribute 
are driven to help others. Everything they do is about helping others move forward faster. They want to use their connections, their money, and their time mm -hmm. to help other people. Mm -hmm. If you have one of those in your company, they're the ones that the charitable organizations always call because they know that person's going to say yes. Right. Right. And this is the person you want in community relations right. because they're going to get you the exposure that you want from those uh, types of events. But you have to know that about them and give them that opportunity to shine as a contributor so that your company shows up as a contributor to the community. Same way with somebody whose why is better way. If you're stuck with something and you need a better way to do it, give it to that person. They will love looking at it and figuring out if there is a better way to do it. You know, Dan, there are a few issues that I run into quite a bit with family businesses. You know, there are things like, you know, perceived attitudes of entitlement or sibling rivalry, um, differences in as far as levels of comfort with risk. Right. How can knowing someone's why or how do whys show up in those kinds of things? Uh, that is a great, great question. So when you think about the nine whys, and I shared them with you, I'll share them with you very briefly here. So there's contributors, there's people whose why is trust, mm -hmm. there's people whose why is make sense. They want to uh, make sense of the complex. There's better way. There's people that want to do things the right way. Everything they do is want to be do it by the book. There's challengers, as we talked about. There's people whose why is mastery. They want to know everything they can about a subject. There's clarifiers. They ask a lot of questions, right? And the last one is simplify, simplifiers. So we love to play a game where we say, okay, we're going to open a new branch. How would each why um, react to the fact that we're going to open a new store? Well, the contributor is going to say is, how is that going to help people, right? Yeah. The trust people are going to ask, well, how is that going to build trust in the community? The make sense people are going to say, well, how do we, let, let me, that looks a little complex. How do we simplify it? Let me help you guys make sense of it. The better way people are saying, yeah, it's great that we're opening a new branch, but how is that going to be better than what we're already doing? The right way people are going to say, let's follow that process, right? If we're going to open a store, let's make sure we follow the process we've always followed when we opened a store. And the challenger is going to say, no, why don't we do it differently? If we're going to open a store, let's, let's break it. Let's do it completely different. The mastery people are going to say, you know what? We really need to look into that a little bit further because mm -hmm. there's a lot more information that we're not getting, right? Clarifier is going to have a lot of questions. Why are we opening a new store? Is it the right demographic? Are we targeting the right people? Do we have enough staff? Do we have what's going to be the overhead? They're going to ask all the difficult questions and your simplifiers are going to keep it simple. Hey, we're opening a store. Let's put the staff in place and let's get going. Let's keep it simple. So everybody's going to react differently mm -hmm. based on their why. And when you know that, you know what kind of pushback and what kind of collaboration you're going to get. And depending on the challenges that the project you're taking on is going to bring you, you put the right people to work on that project. I would also envision that knowing the whys of all the key stakeholders would be extraordinarily helpful in times of crisis. You bet. You know, when, again, we, we had a, we worked with a CPA firm who was facing a situation where one of their employees who they were looking to make a partner, they learned had, had, was interviewing with another firm. And oh. so they, you know, this is, Hey, let's bring the team in. Let's bring the senior partners in. Let's talk about this. 
and each why reacted differently. One of them was a trust, one of them was a simplify, and one of them was a better way. And they said, well, you know, simplify guy said, hey, simple, let's just fire her. Let's get rid of her. She's already looking, right? And the trust guy said, wait, wait, what's that going to do to the rest of our employees? Are they going to feel like they can't let us know that they're possibly talking to someone else? And the better way person, they said, well, there's got to be a better way for us to deal with this. Let's talk to some people that have done it before. And again, when, we, when they discovered their whys, they said, that's exactly how we reacted to that news. It was a crisis situation. We all reacted from our why. And so knowing that about each other, we understood where we were coming from. And now we could communicate that way from the why. That is a beautiful example. Thank you so much for sharing these stories. Hey guys, we're gonna take a quick two minute break. And when Dan and I come back, we're gonna talk about some things you need to know. Things you need to know about the why. And in the meantime, I wanna encourage you to download our app, visit the IBGR community and get with the program. You've been listening to IBGR Network. Wendy Dickinson with Catalytic Conversations. making your business grow when surveyed about 90% of business leaders admit that their CRM isn't. The most common cause for that? Salespeople don't use their CRM the way they should. Why not? Well, it takes them too much time and discipline to fill out their CRM completely and if salespeople don't, the CRM system becomes useless. That's why when we started Salesware, we asked ourselves, what if we build a CRM system that fills out itself? What if we build a system that surfaces existing data so that you know and remember all about your customers and never forget and disappoint another lead? That's what Salesforce does today. It pulls in all the data buried in your emails, email signatures, calendar, phone, social data, company database, email and web tracking, and offers it to you in an easy way so you and your CRM are always up to date. Want to see this for yourself? Head to salesforce.com and get your free trial. This is William Eastman, Managing Partner for GrowthWorks Media and Station Director at IBGR. If you listen to any of our broadcasts, you know we consider all entrepreneurs part of one family. People who are the heroes of our societies because they put their soul into the game and risk failure for everybody else. We want to meet and get to know everyone, like having a family reunion. Plus, to provide the highest quality of programming, we need to hear from you. The place to start is to become a subscriber. Every week we will send you our broadcasting schedule, links to show notes, and occasionally a gift like something practical from our toolbox. It is simple to do. Go to our Join Us page, sign up, and become part of the most important global community, entrepreneurs. Never forget, we create over 50% of the jobs around the world. We look forward to meeting you.
Institute. And for all of you family business owners out there, we are talking about the importance of knowing your why, how integral why is to your culture. You're listening to IBGR.network, and IBGR is our call sign as a radio station, but we are so much more than a radio station. We are a network, and we are your profit radio. I'm your Catalytic Conversations host, Wendy Dickinson, and this is episode four in season four, and we are talking about culture, the essential strategy of culture for family businesses with Dan Dominguez of the Y Institute. So Dan, this is the section of the show where we really talk about what people need to know, like the what of it all. And I'm curious, how can it assist families and family boards to know the whys of all the key stakeholders when designing things like a succession plan or a business continuity plan or any other kind of strategy for that matter? Yeah, you know, I think one of the ways that we've seen boards use the why is to make sure that they have balance on their boards, Uh, right? When we look at the why of better way or the why of make sense or the why of, of challenge, these are all pretty assertive people. They're mm-hmm. going to challenge the way things are done. They're going to find better ways and they're going to tell you about it or they're going to make sense of things pretty quickly. But one of the things they, they tend to do is they have a lot of ideas and nobody write them down, right? Mm-hmm. You have a board with, if you have a board that's really heavy on one why and you don't have somebody there to simplify things right, or to make sense of things and write them down, you're going to have a great two hour meeting. And at the end, nobody knows what the next steps are. So it's important that you populate your board with a good round, a well-rounded team of wise. And then you take advantage of the talents of the people around you, right? If you have somebody whose why is right way, they're always going to want to do things the right way. They're going to like policies, procedures, and processes. And when they find those policies, procedures, and processes, they're going to protect them. They're going to say, hey, guys, this is the way to do this. This is what's been successful, which is important because otherwise the rest of us just make just throw out ideas and we're going to do 100,000 things this year when really you have to narrow it down. And that right way person or that clarified person on the board will ask the questions, wait a minute, how are we going to do that? Where are we going to get the money for that? Who is going to be in charge of it? And all of a sudden, They'll, the make sense and the clarifier will get together and the simplifier and they'll put everything together. And then at the end of the meeting, those of us that were throwing out the ideas, the challengers, the better ways, they're going to, they're going to look at that and say, Hey, great notes. Oh my gosh. I had forgotten. We talked about that, but they, and they thrive on that, Mm -hmm. right? They like doing that. So while the rest of us are throwing out ideas, we like that and throw out crazy ideas after crazy idea, and then come back to the ones that are better. So that's why your why, how, what is so good because you're better way, but you have challenge. So challengers will do things just to be different, but better way people will do it if it's different and better. So you probably act as a great filter for your own ideas because you have a lot of great ideas and not all of them are good. So your better way probably says, let's go with the good ones, right? And let's take action on those. And if you have a simplifier or a make sense or a clarifier on the team, they help put all that together. So then you have a plan and then you move forward with it. Yeah, I'm super interested in that because I will say that it looks to me like, especially in family businesses, the ones that I've worked with, 
that there is a concentration on, on one, not maybe a particular why, but in those groupings. And so what I see is that there are times where the ideas flow, but the implementation and the execution is is absent because there aren't those people there. And I, I feel like that would also serve as a, an indication to a family that it's time to bring in somebody from the outside who mm-hmm. might be able to fill that role. Exactly. So every why has a has a gift, right? Mm-hmm. And there are challenges with each one. So you would think that somebody with a why of challenge the status quo, who's always saying, why do we have to do it that way? would really butt heads with somebody with the why of right way who believes in following the process and doing it right. But what we have found is that those two people need each other. Yeah. Because the challenger is going to come up with those crazy wild ideas. And some of those ideas are going to be good. Yes. And that right way person is going to say, Ooh, let me grab that. Let me find a way to put that into action and then bring it back to that challenger and say, what do you think? I created this process so we can do that crazy idea you had at the meeting last month. Here's the way we can do it. And then everybody on the board is saying, wow, that is a great way to put all that together. So it's really about understanding all of our strengths and using them. By the way, I have an answer for your question about Simon Sinek's why. Oh, you do. And let's, if we, let's if we think about it, you're, you're probably going to agree. His why is to make sense of the complex and challenging. Oh, that does make sense. Doesn't he always take yeah. really complex and challenging subjects and make them make sense for us? Yeah. He explains it in a way that the common man gets it. And so Gary just got back to me on a message and he said, let's make sure we talk about that. And really, it once you start thinking about it, yeah, that's what Simon does so well. And that's why he's such a great communicator. Well, exactly. And and I I mean, when you think about that, and and the I, I'm going back to the TED talk again because I remember yeah. that so clearly. But it was as though he he just laid it out there so succinctly and in a way that was so easy to understand. So you're right. Uh, if it had not been for that TED talk and his ability to do that, you and I wouldn't be having this conversation. Right. Well, I, I remember his uh, Why Leaders Eat Last. I love that. TED oh, yeah, talk. I do too. So he talks about Edsode, right? He makes sense of it. Endorphins, dopamine, serotonin, and ox- oxytocin, the importance of those four chemicals. Now, I, it, you know, a few years ago, I couldn't even pronounce those names, but I remember it because he made it so simple yes. EDSO, EDSO. And every one of those chemicals plays a role in our motivational yes. uh, outlook. And so, yeah. It made sense, right? We often listen to him and say, that makes sense. Well, I'm going to turn our attention to a, an issue that I'm running into a lot in the, with yeah. the family businesses that I'm working with, Dan. How does knowing the why of the next generation assist in educating and preparing those younger family members for future responsibilities? Well, I think it's important that when you know their why, their how, and their what, and that's that's the next level that we take it to. Understanding what a person's why is is important, but understanding their how and their what really gets to the core of that person. So, for example, for me, I'm a contributor who likes to challenge the status quo, so I do things differently, but ultimately I like to make sense of the complex. So, depending on the direction you want to take your company, you want to work with that next generation as you're creating your succession plan and really get in a room together the way this company that we worked with did and decide, do you want to build your company's why, how, what based on the current leaders 
why, how, what? The incoming leaders, why, how, what? Or as this company did, based on their why, their founders, why, mm-hmm. how, and what? Right. And so whatever way you choose, it doesn't matter. So at our company, our founder is better way, clarify, simplify. So in everything we do, we're always looking for a better way. We love having clear, easy to implement plans. We have to be very clear and we want to be simple. How simple, how much simpler than a five minute assessment? And you say, well, how do you fit in Dan? Cause you're contribute challenge trust. Well, I contribute any way I can to find better ways. I challenge the status quo. And then I try to find clear paths to get to where we're going. And I build trust and I make sense of the complex so we can come up with simple solutions. So, you know, it's knowing the why of the company or the leader and then adjusting how you contribute with your own why, how and what to what the company needs. So I think in succession planning and with that next generation, it's really understanding what are their drivers and then how do we put them in the right place so that we can get the most out of their top three. Now, we all have a little bit of all of the nine whys. Sure. But your top three really are what guide you. I like how you've left the space in, in what you just said for the multiple generations to also um, look at possibly revising the original why of the company and, and incorporating what's happening with the generations that are that are currently at the table. So Dan, how do people how do you get to your clients to the how and the what? So currently what we do is we offer a two hour workshop mm. that we do once a month and we have one on Thursday. We've got lots of people already signed up for it. If you go to our website and discover your why, you're going to get a follow-up email from our marketing team that says, would you like to discover your why operating system, your how and your what? And if you do, we get a link and you you check in and uh, you can sign up for that. We do it, as I said, once a month. And we'll walk you through the process of discovering your how and your what by asking two key questions. Your how is how you bring your why to life. Mm -hmm. So if you're a better way, how do you bring your better way to life? So for you, it was to challenge the status quo. That is how you find better ways by challenging the status quo and looking at things differently. And the second question we ask is, what is it that people can count on you for? Mm -hmm. And in your case, Wendy, it was people can count on you helping them because you're a contributor. What you do, what people can count on you is you're going to contribute to their success. So we ask those key questions. We it's it's a two hour workshop, so you can imagine I'm oversimplifying it here. Sure. But we really dig down and we ask those questions and we clarify really well how you bring your why to life and what people can count on you for. And then when you know that, then you can really represent yourself with a strong why, how, and what statement. And that I- becomes your personal brand. I'm sorry. I also really like the way that you're presenting this because multiple generations could be sitting in the same room finding out what their why is and then their their how and their what. Dan, believe it or not, it's time for us to take another break. I can't believe how quickly this is going. So guys, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back and we're going to give you some steps to take, some actions that you can take to find out your why, your what, and your how. I'm Wendy Dickinson with Catalytic Conversations. I'm going to encourage you to use the break to your advantage. Go ahead and download um, the app, take advantage of the free gift of an ebook, or join the IBGR community and ask any questions that you might have. 
This is IBGR.network, your international business growth radio. And we'll be right back. If you listen to any of our broadcasts, you know we consider all entrepreneurs part of one family. People who are the heroes of our societies because they put their soul into the game and risk failure for everybody else. We want to meet and get to know everyone, like having a family reunion. Plus, to provide the highest quality of programming, we need to hear from you. The place to start is to become a subscriber. Every week we will send you our broadcasting schedule, links to show notes, and occasionally a gift like something practical from our toolbox. It is simple to do. Go to our Join Us page, sign up, and become part of the most important global community, entrepreneurs. Never forget, we create over 50% of the jobs around the world. We look forward to meeting you. Nothing's good that uses bad. This is William Eastman, Managing Partner for GrowthWorks Media and Station Director for IBGR. One of my jobs is finding great on-air talent, consultants and business owners with presence and a story to tell. We're expanding our broadcast team to represent our four core time zones, North America, Australia, New Zealand, Singapore, and the Philippines, the India subcontinent, and the last of four, United Kingdom, Ireland, Europe, and Africa. If you are a small business consultant or business owner and would like to audition for an on-air slot in our six-hour show cycle, Contact the station director, and that is at programming at btr.network. We will respond to your email within one business day. Thanks for listening, and don't miss this great opportunity to put the world back to work and grow with us. Thanks. IBGRs are, IBGRs are call sign as a radio station, but we are so much more than a radio station. We are a network. I am your Catalytic Conversations host, Wendy Dickinson of Ascend Coaching Solutions, and this is the finishing segment of our interview with Dan Dominguez of the Y Institute. Dan, I'm so glad you're here today. You've shared so many interesting stories, and and I love the way that this entire organization came from um, Simon Sinek's TED Talk 11 years ago. So, Dan, tell us again about what are the steps? How do people discover not only what their why is, but their how and their what, and why that's important? 
So there's multiple ways they can do that, Wendy. The, the best way is to just go to www.whyinstitute.com. You're going to have a link there that says, hey, I want to discover my why. Click on the link, take our five-minute assessment, and you're going to know your why. And if that's all you want to know, great. We, you can know your why. You're going to get a great description of your why's characteristics, how um, the challenges that come with having your why, but we also give you some solutions to overcome those challenges. And then we let you know how your why interacts with the other eight whys and how you might have challenges. So for example, my wife is a clarifier. I have challenge in my in my why. So I don't do a lot of planning or a lot of asking questions. I jump, I tend to jump into things. Um, understanding that she's a why of clarifying, I know that when I bring things to her, I need to be ready to answer questions. And so understanding that is important. So if you want to know your how and your what, no worries. As soon as you take your why, the Why Institute will send you one to two follow-up emails and invite you to our workshop where you can learn your how and your what. And we walk you through that process, either ourselves or one of our certified coaches from all over the country. If you want to go to work with somebody that's local to you, you can go to work with them and they can walk you through your how and what. We as a Y Institute hold a monthly web webinar or workshop where you can come and learn it with us or you can learn it with one of our coaches. That sounds like a great process. And, you know, I have to tell you in the work that I do with people, Dan, so often I find that, you know, business owners will have like a series or a set of strategies and, right. and then they have this list of desired results. And so often what they're missing is that ability to execute and implement the strategies to get to the results. Right. Right. I feel like knowing the the why, the what and the how can allow listeners to develop action plans that help them get at that that link between the strategy and the results. Do you find yeah, absolutely. That? You know, I, I think more more about what we do tends to be around what is it that you stand for as an organization. Mm -hmm. So one of the graduate level steps we do at the Y Institute is we help companies discover their why operating system. So we call the why, how, and what your why operating system, because it's really how we're wired mm -hmm. to react to things. It's why we do what we do. It's how we do it. And it's what people can count on us for. Well, companies have a why operating system too. And it's often based on the why of the founder. So Simon talked a lot about uh, Steve Jobs and Apple, right? His why was to challenge the status quo. What was Apple's motto? Think different, right? right? Yeah. Southwest Airlines, Herb Kelleher's why was to challenge the status quo. How different was Southwest when they first came on the scene? No assigned seats, no first class, no meals, just show up, get a bag of peanuts, get on the plane, get out, and let's move on to the next one. But it's been so successful. They challenged the status quo and they did it successfully. So what we find is that when a company knows their why and they can communicate it, they attract people that believe what they believe, right? Simon taught us that. If you let people know what you believe, you'll attract people that believe what you believe. We all have an ideal client in our business. And so for, for us at the Y Institute, we believe that there's a better way to discover your why, and mm -hmm. that's the why discovery. 
Now, how we do that is by making it very clear. When you finish our session, you know your why. And the other thing we believe is to keep it simple. It's a simple five minute assessment, 10 to 12 questions. And then we give you a lot of robust information on that. So we live our why, how, and what, because that's our founders why, how, and what, and what we deliver is a simple solution. So how about the data to back up the science that you have? Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So thankfully we've been around, believe it or not, over 10 years. So ever since Gary figured this out, he's been doing this with companies, with individuals all over the country, all over the world. He's presented to small yoga studios with four or five staff to fortune 100 companies with thousands of employees. I think the biggest group he's ever had was 800 people discovering their why at once. And so the data that we have is based on over 40,000 people that have discovered their why with us and the work we've done with over 400 companies Mm -hmm. that have discovered their business YOS by working with us and the feedback that we constantly get from those people. You know, the thing we often hear is that was a clarifying day for me to Mm -hmm. understand my why. Or when we learned that as a company, this was our why operating system, we really began to connect with the right clients because if somebody isn't looking for a better way, isn't looking for a clear way or a simple solution, they're not going to come to the Y Institute. And that's okay too, right? Yes. How often yes. do we as business owners or as entrepreneurs, we find ourselves killing ourselves trying to please that one customer who just doesn't get it. He doesn't get us. And so instead of uh, attracting that client, let's let them know what, why we do what we do, how we do it and what we do. And if it resonates with them, they're going to call you and say, Wendy, I want you to be my coach. If they don't, they're not going to call you. And that's probably a good thing for you. Yes, absolutely. You know, we are coming down towards the end of our, our time together, Dan. And what strikes me is that um, knowing the why allows people to get super clear about what their their mission and purpose and vision happens to be as a person, but also as a company. What are the steps for a company to find out the why, the how, and the what? So we have a fantastic proprietary process. We take companies through. So if you go to the same website, www.whyinstitute.com, we can uh, give you information about our business YOS workshop. And we do it once a month also with companies that come together. A lot of companies will say, I don't wanna do this with other companies in the room. Can you do it with us individually? So we have a, a separate program we'll do with companies that way. But the best way to do that is give me a call, dan at yinstitute.com, send me an email, and I'll be glad to walk you through what that process looks like. It's a very intense two days because the first thing we do, the first half day of that two days, we found out, we help the company find out the why, how, what of the leadership team yeah, and how they communicate with each other, as I mentioned in the previous example. So after that first half day together, everybody understands each other better. And then we work on building the business YOS. And then we give people a week long break because what we have found is doing it two days in a row just burns people out. So we'll take a week off in between and then come back the next week. And then we come up with your messaging. How do you attract that ideal client? Who is that ideal client? And what is that client looking for? 
And how do we create a message that appeals to that ideal client so you attract people who believe what you believe? Oh, that is so valuable. And as we're talking about this, what I can see is that companies who are able to articulate what their why, their how, and their what, who their ideal client is, but also what kind of culture they're trying to create within their organization. So not only to attract like-minded people as far as their ideal clients are concerned, but their ideal employees. And I know from my work and, and then the work of others that a strong corporate culture, one that people are able to articulate and communicate, you have happier employees, you have greater productivity, you have less turnover, you also have higher employee engagement. So, so basically you're expanding your capacity and capabilities by investing in discovery of the why, the how, and the what. Yeah, so often we work with companies who say, okay, now that we've done this work at the executive level, we want the, the frontline managers to yeah. know the whys of their teams. Yeah. And we want those teams to know the why of their managers so they can communicate better. And it just leads to better overall communication along all levels and understanding. You know that that person who is a better way, they're not nitpicking at you. They can't help but look right. for a better way to do what you're presenting to them, right? They're, you could work for two hours on your PowerPoint and present it to them. And guess what? Wendy Dickinson's going to say, you know what? That's really good. But I bet you could do this a little bit better. And that's okay. We can, now that I know that about Wendy, I know she's not picking on me. She's just being Wendy. That's her why. And that's okay. We'll take that input. Thank you, Wendy. And we're going to implement it in the next version. Dan, I can't thank you enough for joining us today and sharing so much about the Y Institute. I really appreciated the experience of knowing my own why, and I look forward to taking advantage of the, um, the webinar that you'll give next month. Um, we're gonna need to close now, but folks, next week, I'd like for you to tune in to join the IBGR community and Join Catalytic Conversations every Friday at 2 p.m. as we explore thinking outside of the norm. The people who want that ultimate owner experience will want to tune into each episode this season as you, the owner, continues to lead yourself, others, ideas, and results to maximize your return and minimize your regrets. Next up, you'll be hearing from James Bryant, a better you for you, an entrepreneur's journey developing your offer. What problem are you solving? That's coming up next. So stay tuned for James as you continue to spend today working on your business. You've been listening to Catalytic Conversations on IBGR, International Business Growth Radio Network. I'm Wendy Dickinson of Ascend Coaching Solutions, and I look forward to being with you.